Hey, hey, you people of Earth, it's time to enter the spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick and Casey. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on spoilerverse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Welcome back to Split Country. I am Johnny Wrestling, and today on the show, it is part two of our Mina Velasco interview that Casey did with her. This one talking a lot about Star Wars, more stuff about yoga, more stuff about her acting career and how she got into it. A lot of great stuff. Uh, her and Casey again had a great time. As I said before in the last episode, they talked for a long time, and uh, I split it up because we had half it talking about one thing and half it talking about the other thing. It's a lot of fun that way. And I want to make sure that everybody out there was able to enjoy this as much as I enjoyed editing it. So let's sit back. Grab a drink and enjoy listening to Casey and Winner Velasco in their own words. And to just to kind of go back on that, my both of my kids love Cosmic Kids Yoga on YouTube. <laughs> Isn't she the best? She's, She's rad. So She's totally great. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching her videos too because like, yeah, like sometimes you just need a different way to say that forward fold. And like, she's like, all right, we're in Harry Potter. And I'm like, yep, we are. Here we go. Harry Potter yoga. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's great for, for little, for little people to kind of have that. And it's not a competition. Yeah. It's, it's just them and, Story. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. it's super fun. Yeah. Can, can we can we talk a little bit about Star Wars? Oh my gosh, we got to talk about Star Wars. I mean, have we not talked about Star Wars yet? I, like, <laughs> I guess some people like it. I don't know. <gasps> Are you serious? I, no, no, no. I'm totally being a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have recently met, met a new friend from the south, but. She's from Georgia, so maybe that's what's wrong with her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any, but, anyone and, from she, Georgia suspects. Okay. I'm going to keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was like, I don't like Star Wars. And I was like, we can't be friends anymore. Okay. <laughs> Unless they're Tyler Perry, Georgia is, yeah. We'll see. Well, yeah, Georgia, <laughs> Alabama, I'm watching the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, tell me about being on Star Wars Resistance and just the impact that it, it's brought to you and being around the fans. T- tell me about, first, tell me about what, the audition process. Uh, when you got on, how, how was that? Yeah, first and foremost, I hope I haven't peaked because <laughs> that's, it's a dream come true. Yeah, I, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again that me and my, my kid friends growing up, we loved choosing our favorite superheroes that we wanted to be and our uh, favorite Star Wars characters that we wanted to be. And y- y- there's o- there was only one Leia. 
there was only one Leia, and luckily, by the time we were 12, we also got a Padme, but at that point, it's like, you, you gotta have kind of a sanctioned way to play pretend, so you gotta go do the musical theater instead of just being like, hey, do you wanna... Do you want to play Star Wars with me? Like, I'll use this Nerf gun as a blaster, and you can use that that uh, rolling pin as a lightsaber, and it'll be <laughs> awesome. Like, you can't do that at 12 anymore, which I think is a shame. <laughs> and I think more kids should. But anyway, all that being said, yeah, yeah, I, I the audition process was crazy in that animation auditioning works a little bit slower, and animation... Just, yeah, by an inherent rule, it works a little slower, but Star Wars in and of itself works even odder that, like, you kind of feel like if you audition for one thing once ever, then you're in this, like, universe of, like, oh, maybe we'll pull from this girl. Maybe we'll get that girl from over there. So the first thing I had ever auditioned for was A Force Awakens. And, like, obviously I wasn't going to get it because those girls were amazing. But uh, all that, I then, like, got on the radar of uh, radar of Lucasfilm. And I was asked to audition along with a, a couple of other high-profile voice actors before I was famous. <laughs> I mean, I was just bumbling around and my agent was like, Here, here's some paper. We can't tell you what it's about or where it's from. It's called Project Zero. <laughs> Ooh, mysterious. Yeah, read it <laughs> and go and be an actor in that booth. And I was like, all right. And I, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. So whenever somebody says like, oh, that's great. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we can't tell you the premise, but read the lines and kind of figure out what the premise is for yourself, which is a lot of, a lot of like, just animation in and of itself where you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm going to make it up. You said it's a dog. Why not? I'm a dog. So, yeah, I read the script and I was like, ah, oh, this is cool. And I was lucky that, like, I had read a Star Wars script because they all are also very secretive with on-camera auditions where they give you a, a specific like they give you the script only when you show up you cannot ask for it beforehand and they give it to you on like a specific paper that you can't take a picture of so you it's like this red paper and it's like you can't touch it <laughs> so i kind of had like felt from uh reading that previous star wars audition i was like this feels like star wars but like i'm not going to say that cuz that's weird so <laughs> It's Battlestar. It's Battlestar Galactica. I'm going to play like a Starbuck character. I'm just going to throw some words out. We'll see what happens. I don't know. So I did that and then never heard anything again for like three to six months. And I was like, all right, well, you know, that's life. We go on to this other animation audition where you're, I'm a dog now. Great. I'm a dog. And uh, then like six months later, I get a request from my agent to... Try, uh, Myrna, do you remember this, this super top secret thing you're not supposed to, you can't take the paper home with me, you can't take a picture of it, I gotta give it to you here, and we did it a couple months ago, I don't know, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember the thing that I did, like, Battlestar Galactica, sure, 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 what up, and she was like, well, you gotta do it again, you gotta do it in a British accent, and I was like, oh, okay, and in my mind, I was like, you know, they asked all of us, like, again, they were like, nah, you know what? Let's same script, new, new, new show, kids. So I went in again to the booth and did it in a British accent. And I was like, oh, that was fun. Why not? And I was like, well, so long. I'll see you all later. And then never heard from anything again for like another three months. Then finally, three months later, my agent goes, Marna, um, 
do you want to audition at a at a sound studio, at a professional audio studio? And I was like, oh, how much does it cost? And she was like, no, 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 no. The the production company that it's too that's a super top secret. We talked about it, but I, I, it might be different. They want to hear what kind of different Latin voices you can make. So can you can you audition for them at that professional studio because they're they might be there. They might be somewhere else. And I was like, oh, OK. Never once thinking that like they're working remotely from San Francisco, which if I had put that together, then I would have known that it was absolutely Star Wars. But I didn't put it together because I was like, they just want to hear Latin sounds. OK, pues, here we go. <laughs> which is like a Latin Mario. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Casey, I, the, the later we go, the crazier I get. So hey, hold on hey, to your butts. <laughs> let's, let's do this. I'm, I'm all for it. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this was like a year long process where I finally go into this professional sound studio and they have Christopher Sean, Scott Lawrence and Susie McGraw and me. And we're we're all going in together. And I didn't find out until that moment when the director uh, the session director and executive producer, Justin Ringe, goes, great. Are you guys excited for your test? And I was like, <laughs> so you, you didn't know this was like the, th- this was, this wasn't just an audition. You were, this was, yeah, this was a chemistry test, which is like the final steps of the audition. And they were bringing in other actors. So Christopher Sean came in, but he left and he had to sit outside and watch like all of these other beautiful male Asian actors come in, Asian American actors come in. And I, I was sweating it for him because I was like, man, like, got to watch your competition. Like, and we're all like acting, flirting and like giving our best acting to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that this was a test. And so oh, I was so nervous. But yeah, at that moment and that of that in that time, like it just kind of like being like, well, you, this is it then I guess. I'm going to ask as many questions as they'll let me in between takes. And I'm going to be really annoying about it because I didn't know I was taking a test. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So what's really great, what was really kind of wonderful about that moment and, and all of the story is just leading up to we had these awesome auditions and we were so kind to each other simply because Christopher Sean started it off with like, you're doing great. You're so freaking awesome. Like, oh, the way you delivered that line was so good. And feeling like Susie was in the room with me because she was. And she has that beautiful British accent. Like, of course, that's the British accent they were looking for. Yeah. And and just kind of like seeing them at their best and seeing them at them their most themselves kind of just made me like ooey gooey and excited. And I gave them the, the Torah Doza, the let's do this. And then I got booked. <laughs> Do you think that just by virtue of you not really knowing the full extent to how in you were in, do you think that gave you the a little bit more leeway to kind of play and be just be a little bit more have have a little bit more fun with it rather than this is this is you know this is a job I'm going in to do this this is yeah. serious yeah exactly I mean. I was even so much as like in denial that I was getting this job because every time like Christopher would walk out or Scott Lawrence would walk out to let another actor come in and portray that character. Susie and I were like, 
oh, we must definitely not have this job because they're testing those guys. We're just stand-in voices. Like, they're not switching us out, so we're not really auditioning. And yeah. there's something in that denial, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that made me kind of, like, just act and just have fun. But, yeah, it, it wasn't It wasn't until after I had walked out of that audition and Christopher went, you, you and Susie weren't weren't switched out at all and we were and I was like yeah no I mean maybe they're doing the Torahs tomorrow who knows and he, he just like looks at me like I was an idiot and was like no I'm pretty sure you you got this role <laughs> and I was like don't don't say that don't say that to me ever like that's weird <laughs> yeah and I, I guess they really just liked us already and we didn't know it and we were just like we better give it our all because this is our last shot and <laughs> they keep giving us last shots <laughs> I love that that you know that you you were picked for the role and that they found you and I mean it's such an awesome role that you have yeah and especially being part of i mean you're you're already part of a, a big fandom already you're part of several <laughs> which is crazy crazy uh, <laughs> but i mean two of the biggest fandoms in the world you have the dc fandom and then you have the the star wars fandom yeah. and so what i want to know which one is best no i'm, I'm joking don't don't ask me. <laughs> no no how were how was your introduction to the Star Wars fandom. I know you you said you were a little bit of a of a geek earlier, but I'm sure it's a lot different being a geek and actually being someone that the geeks look at and go, "Oh my goodness. Oh oh my gosh, it's her." <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it's 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 kind of cool still in the space that I'm in because animation people don't typically see my face, so it's not something that I'm like bombarded with off off Often, ever, ever. The real word is ever. <laughs> I've never been bombarded on the streets of LA and someone be like, oh my God, are you Tora Deza? No one's ever said that to me in LA. But <laughs> so, so it's really great to just kind of focus on the work and have this anonymity of like, I didn't really even know what I was making and what we were making with Resistance until... I went to celebration and and because like, yes, I watch my cartoons. I watch my cartoons for continuity's sake and I watch it as homework and I write things down and I watch the episodes that I remember that I don't remember for the next script. Like I, it's, I'm very nerdy about the way that I act. <laughs> and so I, it never occurred to me that like people are watching this because they like it. So <laughs> when I went to 2019, celebration in Chicago I, I was blown away like every single night I would get back to the hotel and just like cry because everybody had something to say to me and I was able to talk with them <laughs> and, <laughs> and that they like wanted to talk with me was just yeah like as a fangirl and as a kid who who kind of never really felt like I had the uh, as many real life friends because I wasn't into those normal things that the 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 high schoolers and the junior high schoolers thought were cool, <laughs> but that I was into Star Wars and that I was into Batman and you know we yeah we rode the bus and talked about our own Green Lantern fanfic you know <laughs> like it, it's just it's really wonderful to hold 
that space with them and and to like look at the fans and be like oh my gosh like you're like me <laughs> and uh, yeah like it it wasn't it wasn't until I got to celebration that I realized that it was so big of a fandom oh my god well. I, like it it seems almost terrifying just the the sheer amount of people that will be reviewing your work and and watching what you do and just going nuts over the over your show so yeah yeah and then yeah and then they have such good reviews i'm i'm so i'm over the moon to have been tracked down and found (laughs) by by justin ringe and it's like we're yeah both of my my big shows are emmy nominated and emmy award winning and wow that are you an action figure yet uh, yeah. Like several times <laughs> over, I'm sure. Just twice over, no big deal. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, yeah there's a, a larger, almost Barbie-type Jessica Cruz action figure. Oh, that's and, rad. And there's the Hasbro smaller Toradoza action figure. It's super cool. They're super cool. They're just- my, both my girls have one. My youngest has the Batgirl because she has kind of reddish hair. and. Yeah. My oldest has the 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 Supergirl. Yes. So, because uh, she's she's blondie. Yeah. And it's yeah they they love it. Yeah, I love so. my I love my Jessica Cruz. Like I'm not even ashamed to say it anymore. Like I got my Barbie now. I got my doll. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like how cool is that? Like yeah. just icing on the cake cool but it's, oh my gosh yeah, like what yeah, the heck, what the crap that's that's amazing top. yeah extra frosting on top <laughs> it's it's a really bananas and and it's funny because like especially with dc superhero girls gray delisle and tara strong we would you know get ready to we used to go to the sound studio together we would sit down and wait to record together <laughs> and uh they would even say like oh my gosh like wait until you get your your action figure and I just was like, that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen. No, and then even if it, even if they make one, it's not like, it's not like my action figure. It's just like the cartoon made into like a doll. So it's not like a big deal. But the minute they gave me that Jessica Cruz, I was like, oh my God, it's my doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild to, to have uh, work that's, represented everywhere and it's it's so like i wish everybody and i feel like maybe teachers can get that as well that like you see your work grow beyond you that's really it's really profound it's really bananas (laughs) oh yeah yeah and it can be transformative in in some ways just just by virtue of it being out there in the world yeah yeah it does make you think about like what is it that i'm doing that because <laughs> jessica cruz will catch me <laughs> you know, <laughs> is watching so <laughs> yeah what so am i doing when, when you first started doing animation was there anyone who kind of took you under their wing and was like hey kid you know let me let me help you out here let me <sighs> give you some tips let me give you some oh, pointers yeah. oh yeah yeah so I always imagined that that person would be, you know, another voice actor. So it's always kind of interesting to like look back at that and be like, oh, that's not how I expected it, but it's way cooler. <laughs> so Sam Regal, who is currently producing Critical Role, the Critical Role animated oh, yeah, series, yeah. yeah, he is. 
he's my coach. Like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. He's my guy. He's not necessarily like my acting coach, but he found me through The Descendants, the Descendants Wicked World animation, which was my very first job. And he really liked what I had to offer. And he then brought me into Elena Vavilor because he was the uh, producer and session director and casting director. So he worked with me a ton in Elena Vavilor to just basically not be so scared of <laughs> the, the voiceover process of like, I'm talking to this microphone. What does one say to a microphone? You know? <laughs> and, and yeah, and he just, uh, at that point, he got booked on to session direct and casting direct. That's not the way you say that. Cast direct. He was the head of casting. He got to cast us <laughs> in DC Superhero Girls is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and uh, He's the people wrangler for the show. Yes, exactly. He said, hey, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Come on and over he, here. Yeah. He straight up called me one night and was like, Murnette Sam. And I was like, yeah, you're my boss. What did I do wrong? Are you firing me? And he's like, <laughs> no, shut up. No, I, you, you sent in an, a really great audition for Jessica Cruz Green Lantern. Do you remember it? And I was like, uh, I have it recorded somewhere. I don't remember, but what do you want? And he was like, I want you to do it again. And I, I just wanted like a little bit of direction and I, you're just, you're, you're it. Let's do it and just send it to me. And I'm going to, I'm going to fight for you that you get this role. And I was like, Okay, I can, I hear you now, coach. And you had a champion right away. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and to this day, like you know, it was his birthday recently. Happy birthday, Sam! He, he's just he's such the best boss, and he introduced me to his awesome friends. You know, and he introduced me to the world of voiceover, and and you know, I, I yeah, I, I also firmly believe that like. I wouldn't I wouldn't have gotten any of these roles if it wasn't for someone like Sam just championing for me. So, yeah. That's great. I'm 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 so glad that you had somebody to kind of just usher you in. Me too. <laughs> I would still be like trying to figure out how to serve tables through Zoom right now. It doesn't happen. <laughs> so so do you have anything coming up that you that you want to talk about? Oh, you know, Casey, I'm not allowed to talk about <laughs> anything that's not out yet. I will say there are a couple things that came out on television that's really worth watching. If you've got extra littles, and by extra littles, <laughs> I mean between the ages of like, I don't know, 18 months and four years old, Madagascar Little Wild just came out. I am a Costa Rican sloth. Oh, She's nice. so cute. <laughs> yes, she is so cute. She's like uh, the Phoebe of Friends. But oh, nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that just came out and it's super duper cute. Elena Vavilor just ended. So if you haven't caught up with that, one must because it's oh, adorable. We have a four foot Elena doll <laughs> that oh, my, my five-year-old knows that <laughs> she'll she'll put it out so oh. that maybe it's sitting in a chair. Oh, is it crazy? And the lights are off. You walk <laughs> the room and you just see the shadow, the, the, the silhouette, if you will, of someone like sitting at the dining room table and you're like, who the fuck is in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Annabelle doll. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she, there is the fear. There is that fear also. <laughs> she she did that to my mother-in-law. Um, who uh, oh 
who was keeping them while my wife and I were out one night, all the lights were off and she had it kind of poking out. She, she did it on purpose. Which, ah. This is the most diabolical thing about it. Our five-year-old <laughs> is an evil genius. She, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So she she had it just out enough so that it looked like its head was peeking around the corner ah. into the living room. So. Yeah, my mother had to take her to the hospital because she... It's a heart attack. Yeah. So, yes, we are familiar with the latest. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know, maybe don't show them these episodes if you want a peaceful mother-in-law visit. (laughs) (laughs) Another option is to watch Sydney to the Max. I am... In season two, episode 17, Rock the Float, that was a really fun live action, (laughs) live action slash on camera, whatever we call it, uh, a TV show to play with. And the kids were awesome on that show. It's a 12-year-old girl, Ruthie, who, no, her real name is Ruthie. Her character's name is Sydney. She lives with her dad, Max, and they hijinks ensue and their friends hang out with them. But if you want to also hear like more grown-up stuff, I have a couple of episodes of American Dad come uh, that have just come out. One Fish, Two Fish, uh, where I play a very suggestive character. I'll let you guys watch it to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and A uh, Hundred Years, A Solid Fool. That episode actually came out earlier. And I play a mother, which was awesome because I never get to play older people because I feel like a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> sound like a 12 year old (laughs) that that's you you have one of those voices that can go i'm sure you have an old lady voice somewhere stored back do i do and and you'll hear her on american dad (laughs) but you 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 definitely have a voice that that is versatile in age and range yeah thank you (laughs) how was it working with seth working with seth who, uh, Mc, McFarlane. Sorry. Oh, Seth McFarlane. Oh, oh, oh. Well, here's the deal. I didn't because he's like more important than little old me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was not there. But the writers of the episodes were there and they were phenomenal. I'm like blinking out on names. So we're going to take that moment to to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the get thing. Right. <laughs> they have so many super talented writers. Um, yeah. Like Soren Bowie, Mike Barker, yeah, all these guys. Okay. Yes, yes. I'm remembering. Yes, thank you. I believe Mike wrote One Fish, Two Fish. And I want to say it was Tim Sicardo or Matt Weitzman who – am I saying that right? Weitzman? I have no idea. Oof. Well, we'll yeah, fact check they, us. <laughs> He cultivated a, a very solid core of writers for his Yeah, shows. yeah. And they are fun. Like – I I would deeply love to do more adult animation because the amount of play that we get to do and it is like we're throwing f bombs at each other from these, like <laughs> what are those called the 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 soundproof windows and stuff and it's like it's just so fun they are like yelling at me like okay now do it this way and then I'm yelling back at them like, what do you fucking mean and it's just it's really fun they are they are really fun in the way that they let me like almost rewrite my little lines for them and and to give them like different yeah i mean it was always like a word here a word there and then also none of them speak spanish so they were like but can you do it in spanish and i was like well yeah (laughs) but that's all right it's credit (laughs) but anyway (laughs) no 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 you you, yeah you play that game you get what you (laughs) (laughs) yeah really yeah yeah it's a weird industry guys but 
yeah yeah like they were they, they were just so much fun to work with and it, it, yeah it was it was right down the street from where i lived at the time so i would like skip over to their production studio and they'd say hi and i knew the receptionist and now i just roll out of bed 5 minutes before i need to turn on the computer <laughs> <laughs> One one more quick question um, sure. about just people that you may or may not have worked with. How is Phil Phil Lamar? Oh my gosh, Phil is the best because he has a billion voices. He has a billion super freaking talented. He, that guy. he's so talented. He's so kind. He's just amazing. He's amazing. And and a total nerd, too. A total nerd. Everyone loves him, though. In the he's best the, way. Yeah, yeah. He's the nerd that, like, just, yeah, everybody loves. Like, everybody's a weirdo in this microcosm of voiceover, <laughs> but you can tell that they're, like, really cool people, and you can tell that they're, like, people that's, like, don't talk to that guy. And you're, like, oh, shoot, man, really? Why? Uh, but <laughs> Phil is loved by all. Like, and it's it's attributed to just the fact that he really sees you, like... We we did work together, I'm forgetting which episode, it was a Green Lantern episode, like full Green Lantern DC Superhero Girls episode, and I got to, yeah, I got to act with Phil right next to oh, him. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so, can I just take a second to, like, I'm, I'm a little, I'm 32, so I'm not, like, young, but, like, I did also stay up really late watching Phil Lamar and Nicole Sullivan. Oh, yes. Yes. And and being like, if I could ever be a fraction of funny that they are, how cool would life be? And to then like flash forward to now in the last year (laughs) in the room with them, literally like working with them and watching them work like it's cool to be Phil Lamar nerdy. Okay, like Y'all want to really strive to be Phil Lamar and Nicole Sullivan Sullivan nerds because they like they know how to create a joke better than anything I've ever seen. And the way their mind works and their brain ticks and it's it's just it was such an honor to be able to have that moment with them and to learn from Phil Lamar while he's creating a voice on the spot. And and then he said that my mom was beautiful and he oh, that's me <laughs> on Instagram and like, that's just like, you know, that's the extra level. You don't have to do that if you're Phil Lamar. And he did. <laughs> that's, Marvin from Pulp Fiction friended you on Instagram, which is <laughs> fan freaking fantastic. But when I say he's a total nerd, I mean like, he i've heard stories of him talking he about his his comic roles yeah he knows and everything like mm-hmm. going like actually hawkman would do this because blah blah blah, blah, blah and he'd go into the complicated backstory mm-hmm. the man knows his stuff which is so awesome when yeah. when people like you and him are are doing roles like this because you you know what it means yeah yeah i mean i again like phil Phil and and Sam, but a lot of Phil (laughs) was like, well, you should know. And I was like, I guess you're right. I'm going to go buy some more Jessica Cruz comic books and figure it out. Ow. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Yeah. He just, he's such an inspiration in that, like, yeah, we're we're creating this world and we want to be true to everybody else that has experienced this world and has also created this world. So know know the history and and love the history that you're creating because it's just another level and yeah if we want people to like us we got to like what we're doing too <laughs> we got to know what we're doing <laughs> is there anything right now just 
as a way to wind down from a long day of shouting in a hot booth. Uh, you know Is there anything that, well. you, that you do <laughs> that, you know, in, entertainment wise, that just kind of kind of helps Mirna get, you know, get her mind off things? Oh, a lot of things. So I, I am not, my brain moves at the speed of squirrel. And I, I have to do a lot of different little things. Like, tonight, here's what I'm going to do to chill. <laughs> I am going to dim all the lights because it's really bright in here. And I'm tired of looking at my computer screen, so I'm going to dim all the lights. And then I'm going to turn on the AC because it's hot. And I'm going to take a big old drink of water. If my voice is tired and you want to keep it lubricated, you know. And then I'm actually going to cook. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put on a podcast and cook. And right now I'm I'm really into this podcast called Shortwave. They're these really short stories about like just normal things that we don't normally think about. So I may do that one. However, a couple of friends of mine have, have uh, recommended, I think it was like, I think it's called The Long Stare or something like that. Have you heard of it? The there's I know there's a long the long hallway. No, not the long hallway. It's a <laughs> look it up. It's a comedy okay. podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I may have to just text my friend right now because maybe that's the one I'm going to do because I can't remember it. Yeah. So I love to just like kind of turn off my own stories, turn off my own brain, turn off my voice, <laughs> and just listen to stories, which. You know, animation makes sense. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> and after that, though, I may just, like, I I do love a good TV, but right now I'm, like, really neck deep in this, don't make fun of me, okay? Like, oh, promise, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you this, and you can't make fun of me. And right. you also have to tell me the name of the <laughs> podcast we're both going to listen to after this. I haven't okay. forgot. <laughs> I- I'm coming up blank right now. All right, that's okay. I'm, I'll, I'm in. I'm in uh, Apple Podcasts right now, looking right. for it. Well, yeah, we'll fact check ourselves for this episode. <laughs> but so this, there's this book series. It's a romantic fantasy book series by Sarah J. Moss. The first book is called The Court of Thorn and Roses. It's based off of fairy tales. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a little bit more grown up. <laughs> so it's pretty risque. Like, it's a really fun read. And my best friend got me into it because we're both kind of, once it gets to Halloween season, sci-fi kind of has to go out of the window for me. It's all about fantasy. Like, fantasy Halloween, witches, spells, like, evil vampire fairies. I need that on Halloween. So I'm digging deep on the fantasy right now. <laughs> <laughs> that that's awesome. We I read to my kids before bed every night. And, Don't read them um, this book. <laughs> oh, oh, hell no! I actually have a story. So the first book we tried to read before bed, the the Harrison Ford Call of the Wild movie had just come out. Oh, cool! So they, good book. I said, oh, it it would be. However, I'm a complete dumbass, and um, I downloaded. White Fang instead. I don't know if you've ever read White Fang. <laughs> They're different. They are different. <laughs> the fir- it starts off gangsta as hell. Yeah. So first chapter, two guys <laughs> are sitting on top of a corpse, um, which is in a, a big crate. They're yeah, taking it yeah. across the desolate Alaskan wilderness yeah. across the Yukon. And their, sl- their sled dogs are slowly getting picked off one by one by wolves. And your daughter, your five-year-old daughter is like, Daddy, well, what th- is this? This is the thing. I said, 
oh my gosh, this is the wrong book. <laughs> and my 10 year old's like, nah, dude, we're. I'm in it. I'm in it, dad. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and Holland, my, my, my five year old was like, she, she has an affectation. She sometimes does where she's like, nah, bro, let's do this. But <laughs> she, so she totally broke out with. And so I kept reading it and it started getting really really dark yeah and I said do you want me to stop and like no this is awesome <laughs> so I finished I finished it and they they loved it but excellent we we're on the the we're on to Harry Potter now with oh wow yes they they loved there's a lot of you know craziness right now with JK Rowling yeah and it's unfortunate yeah. however they don't know that and the book is and they don't need to they, and all yeah that they yeah. don't know need to know about assholes right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. we're, we're going to use the examples from Harry Potter and be good. And so yeah. we're reading that and they've enjoyed that. And I'm wanting to get them into Ursie, the witches of Ursie, which is Ooh. Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, <gasps> Are you recommending some fantasy? Oh, am, am I? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check that out. As we speak. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally good. Also, this is not fantasy. I mean, it kind of verges onto it. If you want to watch a good TV show, Lovecraft Country right now has been knocking. Oh, do not even. I am caught up with Lovecraft Country. And so good. So, like, <laughs> not this current episode, but like last week with D's storyline was so heartbreaking yeah how no one believed her and it really made me kind of reflect like oh this is what kids go through this is when they go oh this is how people see us yeah and it's so messed up yeah and it's heartbreaking it is it is and it's also really important to see you don't know you're inflicting pain until you no, you know, exactly. especially, especially psychologically. And yeah, like, oh, yeah, that episode was heartbreaking because it was such a beautiful metaphor, like a beautiful way for us to, unfortunately, but in reality, entertainment is beautiful in that it gives you a separation and it gives you this other thing that we can then talk about what is, you know, systematic racism is those two little scary character girls that everyone was seeing her as. Yes. And, you know, and, and no one in her family sphere could give her the answers that she needed at the moment. So this is the world we're building and these are the kinds of people with the kinds of scars we're giving them. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, and to be able to show that in such a like... A different way, just just a, a universally. These are the monsters, you guys. W- these are the monsters. This is what happens to the person when the monsters get them. <laughs> and also, we created the monster. Oh no! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That show. Like, sh- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I think we're about to say the same thing. That show has to win so many awards. <laughs> well, I- I'm saying it needs to be taught. It it is such a good. Ed- it could be such a good educational tool. There, there are a lot of things like obviously not in like high school or whatever, but for for I college, I, I mean, know. yeah, clean it up a little bit. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Maybe we don't want all of the boobies, but <laughs> exactly. But like great examples of intersexual feminism. Yeah. Great examples of colorism. Great yeah. examples of just misogyny. Yeah, and so yeah, it, yeah it's. 
And it's done in such a way that it's not didactic. Exactly. Uh, you're, you're not being preached to as much as being shown. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. letting you see the evil inherent within. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's beautiful storytelling. That's the kind of stuff that. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. The TV was always on for me <laughs> in my house growing up. So it's like when I see stuff like that, yeah, it's like we, we are transcending what it is we're trying to say. And it's important that everybody be able to see this because, yeah, like these are the stories that are these, this is our American mythology you know we we did this we created a monster and now it's our time to to see it for what it is and to fix it oh yeah yeah <laughs> as an aside last night you you saw last night's episode right last night's episode yes i did yes of, of lovecraft country i'm sorry i was so i'm sorry yeah, philosophy yeah. i was like what are we talking about again <laughs> when he kicked the bat when he he noticed like oh i'm the like the bat is meant for me yeah. Did you yell at the TV? Because I totally did. I was like, holy shit. It's, yeah. I mean, I had to, I had to diffuse energy. I was doing laundry and I was like, I can't, I can't also watch this and can't not pull do laundry. socks right now. Yeah. <laughs> I will scream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, oh, it's such a good show. <laughs> I'm going to, I don't want to take too much time up. Cause I know you have to cook. I'm sure. I gotta hungry. cook dinner. Yeah, cook. it's dinner time. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you wanna give a give a shout out to before we we head out? Um, I don't know. What do you people usually give shout outs to? Like things. Well, we... a lot of the time, I like to ask if there's a local bookshop that you <gasps> that you particularly enjoy. Yes. Yes. So I recently just moved, which is, you know, another COVID disaster, but here we are. But the, I, I moved because I am a little bit closer to my local bookshop that I've been meaning to go to. And between social distancing and between just being stuck here screaming in my booth, haven't been able to yet. But <laughs> the Iliad in North Hollywood is so cool. Uh, it's a used bookstore. So we're lowering our carbon footprint to little Jessica Q. Ooh, I'm going to try that one again. It's a used bookstore. So we're lowering our carbon footprint for a little Jessica cruising right there for you. And uh, yeah, and the people that own the place are just super cool. I think they might have taken their cats out of the bookshop since COVID. That's great. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. That means <laughs> I could go in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's super cool. It's like this homey. It, well, I don't know what it looks like now, but it, I, I loved this bookstore because it's so homey and it had like, you know, just armchairs that you could sit in and, and grab a book and read and the local art on their walls as well. So yeah, shout out to the Iliad. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> awesome. M Myrna, could you give us a bumper before we, we go and we'll, we'll tag that on at the beginning of the episode? Sure. Uh, remind me what, what you need for your bumper. <laughs> Just say, hey, this is this is Myrna Velasco and this is spoiler country or, you know, get get crazy with it. Have okay. Fun with it. All right. We'll see what comes out. All right. <laughs> Hey, this is Myrna Velasco from DC Superhero Girls and from Star Wars Resistance. This is Spoiler Country. Listening as we spoil some grown-up stuff as well as some not-so-grown-up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Excellent. <laughs> Myrna, thank you so much. I enjoyed talking to you. It was oh. a blast. And anytime you want to come back on. Ah, 
thanks so much, Casey. I had such a blast as well. Thank you. I hope your dinner is great. And <laughs> I hope you're able to unwind, maybe have some hot tea or something yes. like that. Because yes, it's, it's hot tea season now. So uh, I went well, out and bought some whiskey you. the other day. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, hot over here. <laughs> I bought some whiskey for some hot toddies the other day. And I'm, yeah, it's, it's starting to get cooler. So Nice, nice. Yes, yes. I may do the full LA and and. Grab myself a local kombucha. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much and have a good evening, okay? Thank you. You too. All right. Goodbye. And we're back. That was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Marina Blasco, for coming on. I uh, really appreciate that. I, I love hearing about people and their careers and, and, and how they have, how they, and one, I like how people get into it because that's a lot of, that's really interesting to me. And two, the fact that people take the time of the day to come and talk to us is always awesome. So if you like that, go to spoilerverse.com, check out all of our back issues, all of our fun stuff we have up there, all of our show, all of the other shows we have, like Bridge and the Geekdoms and Nerds from the Crypt and Half Eyes Adventures and Watch the CR Radio and Funny Book Forensics and, and just so much cool stuff. Check them all out. Check out our articles and our reviews and our previews and our rumor verse articles. We have so much fun stuff up on swillverse.com that you need to go and check all of that out. And go to our store, buy a t-shirt, buy a face mask, buy a hoodie, look fly as hell. Go to scpod.us, join our public Discord server. And with that, that's it for today. So, in Ocean's a podcast, we are Cthulhu. And that's Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind and read more. <laughs> <laughs>